Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Grind. Up? This is Pej. I'm here with my special guest, Austin. Well, not special guest. Actually, with my co-host, Austin. And our special guest, Wes. I'm special. Special. We have an awesome episode today. If you don't know who this guy is, we're going to let him explain a little bit. But he's the, uh, it's Wes Gear, former guitarist of Korn, co-founder of this other awesome band called Head P.E. That's true. That he didn't tell me that. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I was a big fan back in the day. Oh, right on. Yeah. 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 And you're still alive. That's cool. Most of our fans died. That's good stuff. Most so. of the fans or the members? No, the members are all the members alive, are alive? but okay, the fans good. somehow okay, good. Yeah, perishing. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff. We're going to be talking about his amazing program, Rock to Recovery. Um, so feel free to jump in if you have any questions, comments, just want to say hello, jump on in. Okay, so, so, so real is quick. Is my phone going to be in the way if they start talking? You, should I no, we can see it. We see it. We see it. It's right there. So, so first off, I just want to say Wes and I have a little bit of a history together. Wes and I. We've never dated. We've never dated. We probably yeah. used to run around the same circles when we weren't sober, weren't well. But Yeah. Uh, but Literally running in circles. Running in circles, yeah. chasing our tails. But um, Wes and I met about, what, three or four or five years ago maybe at a treatment center where he had first launched Rock to Recovery, which was true. Uh, he came and he was doing music groups, mm. and um, I was doing groups at the place too. I was a case manager, so I never actually sat in on one of his groups, but I do remember that a lot of the guys that were on my caseload just loved Rock to Recovery, especially people that were musically inclined. So Wes was very instrumental Ooh, in, hel- <laughs> in helping people, um, you know, kind of get in touch with their inner musical self in, in early recovery and, and so on and so forth. So go ahead, Wes. Tell us about yourself and tell us more about Rock to Recovery yeah. and who you are. Well, I'm I'm six foot tall. I'm single. <laughs> and, um, Ray, Get him at him in the comments. I'm ready for a, I'm ready for a Pringle. Um, no, I am the founder of a band called Head P.E. If you don't know us, we played clubs with uh, bands like Korn, Deftones, Incubus, System of a Down. All those bands in our band Head uh, played together. And uh, we all got record deals, and we toured together. Bands like Snot, you you name it. Somehow I didn't die. I did do massive, copious amounts of things that probably <laughs> should have killed me. And uh, I went to treatment center. I got sober. And as a result of getting sober, I thought my music career would be over, right? Your brain's mm-hmm. going to say, you can't do music sober, homie, because mm-hmm. I did music so wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was sober, I got the gig with the band Corn. They wanted... Somebody who had their, you know what, together. Can I say that on the poop? Poop, poop. crap. They had their poop together. <laughs> Rhymes with ship. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it, it does. And uh, I got to tour the world totally sober with one of the biggest rock bands on the planet. And then uh, when I saw kind of the writing on the wall, that gig was going away. I was scared, to be honest, because I was like, oh, God, here we go. Unemployment again. How do I create something that helps people? with who I am as a person, a musician, a sober guy. And I came up with this idea of Rock to Recovery, um, which started as a nonprofit. We'll get into that in a minute. But what Pej is talking about, one of my first, it was actually my second client ever was uh, at this place over in Costa Mesa. And it tur- actually turned into a detox at one point. So these guys are coming in off, do- you know, shooting dope. They're dope sick. And the idea of Rock to Recovery is to get non-musicians to play music. Mm, so I can walk into a room. Okay. I tell them a little bit of my story. We have a topic of discussion that we can all relate to. That becomes the lyrics. And then I show them simple things that we play, and we all play together. And you watch guys go from, uh, you know, screw this. By the end, we're all singing because it's our song, for us, by us. And that's really the magic 
of Rock to Recovery is that we figured out a way to get everybody singing in every session. And, you know, traditional music therapy is cool. It's obviously very effective. It's been around for years. But most often it's like listening to a song and talking about how it makes you feel. Or maybe a drum circle or something like that. But this is participatory. This is experiential. Mm -hmm. We get people playing guitar that have never been playing guitar, um, singing, like I said, writing songs. And we record it. Mm. at the end of the session and so all the guys that work for Rock to Recovery have had record deals or been touring musicians and made records in their own right mm -hmm. so they're very talented so these very talented sober guys with huge hearts go in there and when what would happen at Pej's place I'd sit in the garage because that was the group room I remember the guys would come in all you know uh, nine o'clock <laughs> what the hell am I doing here <laughs> and but we'd be by the end we'd be singing and jumping around they'd be so pumped up and I was like man it's almost like nobody knows what's really happening in here because these people are transforming. Right. It's amazing. So the power of it is, if you imagine the mental state of those people coming into that group, they're like feeling hopeless and alone and isolated and mad and angry and hurt. But when you get them to tap into that inner child, proving mm. it's still alive mm -hmm. organically without drugs, just right. by trying something they thought they couldn't do, which is an important message to carry in a recovery. Mm -hmm. Try things you think you can't do that you didn't want to do. And what's on the other side? This incredible high. So, okay, I got to go. <laughs> no, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so when you first have a group together of people that have never played an instrument before, yeah. What's that initial process like getting them to actually jump on an instrument? Is there a little resistance or how yeah, do you, how typically. you kind of get through? Yeah, typically. Quite a lot of fear. Yeah, uh, people are scared. Well, you know, here's the thing. One thing, we have a whole shtick we tell in ways we get at them, and it's like this process we've built up. But first of all, we connect on the alcoholic or the drug addict level. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm just like you as in rehab. And you kind of tell a little bit of that story about trying new things. But one of the statements I like to make, because everybody says, well, I'm not musical, no. And then I go, well, you might be so. No, no, you don't understand. I'm not musical. You don't want me singing. And it almost gets irritating because it's Groundhog Day for us. We hear it over and over. Sure. But right. then if you ask somebody, what if I played music and you're three, three years old, what would you do? I'd probably start like dancing around. Ah, so you're <laughs> musical. Who taught you how to do that? So, it's in, so you start proving it. It's in their DNA. Mm -hmm. The other statement we make is that you know, when music started, it wasn't Bruno Mars. Sure. It wasn't Beyonce. It wasn't Jimi Hendrix. A guitar didn't fall from the sky and some caveman caught it and was like, shredding. It was expression. It was mm -hmm. raw. It was probably beating on logs and grunting and groaning, and it just started getting more musical as time went on. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I feel, I say all the time that pop culture stole music from the, the layperson, the average person. Mm -hmm. So if you look at chain gangs or blues, where it came from, it just came yeah. from desperation to express. And so in our sessions, we're not trying to be good or we're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to express and tap into that. And I like what my homie Sonny Mayo says, we're playing music. What's the definition of play? It's like not serious. It's messing around, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So, and then we start just showing them little things. We get them to buy in. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Uh, it looks like we have a couple comments here. Keep us uh, keep us going over there. Keep uh, asking if you have anything coming up. Yeah. You so how long has Rock to, Rock to Recovery been around now? So I formed the organization on 12-12 of 12, and which I think huh. gave us magic powers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not to be confused with Austin Powers. <laughs> but, but it gave us magic powers. I launched in May of 13. 
I started hiring guys by fall of 13. We mm -hmm. celebrated our five-year anniversary. Uh, we now expanded to NorCal and uh, Nashville. We have 12 full-time guys. Like full-time, this is their career. Mm -hmm. We work with over 100 treatment programs okay. as wow. part of their treatment curriculum. Meaning, because wow. some people don't understand. When you're in treatment, you have... A curriculum like wake up, make your bed, make your breakfast, meditate, pray, meet your therapist. We're in there, same bat time, same bat channel every week. We do 450 plus sessions a month. Wow. And uh, there's something really special that you do too with the military. Oh, yeah. We have a department. Uh, well, sorry. We have a contract with the Department of Defense. Are we allowed to say that here? It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not secret. Top secret. It's I already bought. out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it is, it's, I've said it like a hundred times today. So they fly us around. Which what's cool is that the military is embracing mm -hmm. music therapy for wounded veterans. Yeah. And they fly us around to a number of different Air Force and Army bases to write songs with the vets because it's been so effective. I think it's mm -hmm. awesome. We had one gal, yeah, it. you, and it's it's you do it for the one person. I mean. Getting big on a mass scale is cool, but when you have a girl who literally did a two-page spoken word in one of our songs about wanting to kill herself, mm -hmm. and then afterwards says, you know, Rock to Recovery put a song back into my heart. You're like, even if nothing ever happened again, if I could die with just that one memory, it's like, okay, mission accomplished. We helped somebody. So it's really cool. Um, yeah, It's come far away. I mean, it's come a far way yeah, in five years. What, five, five years. Five, six five years, years, yeah. yeah. And it's, it just keeps growing. I, I love it. Keeps it keeps growing, yeah. You know, the only thing that's inhibited our growth has been, um, I really want to say, insurance reimbursements because, mm. so, well, obviously there's been shadiness in the industry. We've sure. all heard that. Um, so there's, there's struggles on both sides, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if we had all the clients we had from the start and they didn't go out of, uh, out of business because we've had – a lot of people just go out of business. Right. Uh, we would probably yeah, have twenty. Happening. We'd probably have like twenty-five dudes or and girls. We're still looking for mm -hmm. our first girl. Mm -hmm. Not what you're thinking to do rock <laughs> to recovery. This isn't forty-year-old virgin. Virgin. Forty-some. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Thirty-nine. So what's what's the typical session look like? Um, come in. To the group room, set up the gear. It's nothing too huge, and uh, start telling a little bit of our story, our experience, strength, and hope. Like I would tell mm. my story, how I thought my life was over in recovery. It's and like relatable for them. They they can mm. hear your story and be more interested, be drawn yeah. in. Well, then they realize you're not talking um, at me. You know, you're talking with me with or me, to yeah. me. You know what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah, do you yeah. know what I'm saying. So I, you know, tell them about my time in rehab and how it's all about. Um, you know, trying new things. And, and I, again, some of the stuff we talked about, the, the efficacy of music. And another thing, too, mm -hmm. is there's, there's a lot of ways to get people to open up, you know, to trying something. Another thing we tell them, too, is I would say, how many of you love music? It changes the way you feel. Oh, yeah, me, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, all, even if they're like this, they'll be like, yeah, I like music. Yeah. Okay, hates so, music. Right. <laughs> Every once in a while, you get one. For, yeah. So... You tell them, music lights up half your brain when you listen mm -hmm. to it. But when mm -hmm. you play music, it lights up your whole brain. Right. And, that, okay, that's cool. So it's very unique. And then what we love to say, especially for people who are drug addicts and whatnot, because we're all programmed in this world now to want a drug for everything. If you don't have enough tears in your eye, I need a drug. My, You know, <laughs> your leg twitches, <laughs> I need a drug. Right? But we tell them that playing music does for them organically what psych meds does, mm -hmm. which is true. It helps with serotonin, dopamine, helps with cortisol, which repairs neural pathways, um, you know, endorphins. 
And when we get singing, it, uh, it releases oxytocin, which mm -hmm. is called by science the love molecule, molecule, which is released after childbirth, when you breastfed, Austin, and mm -hmm. uh, when you hug somebody. <laughs> I'm glad you remember. <laughs> Those are important moments in life. So, so you know, organically, it's it's acting like a drug on them, and it, and I think that gets you know. Different messages will yeah. hit different people. Very cool. So then, at the end, they all get to record a song together. We, so we they, write it. So we're writing right. it together. We do this topic of discussion. Like if we're in a mental health place, maybe talk about something different than when we're in an eating disorder place. But okay. we talk about something we can relate to. Like what? Do you, what? Uh, what is a lie your head tells you? Right. My mm -hmm. life's gonna suck sober, or I'm not worth getting sober. Okay. We share that information, that becomes the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Then we start selecting little people to play certain things, and a couple notes here, a couple notes there, get the drums going, and we all play it together. And what you find mm -hmm. is... It's, it's awesome. I think that's just wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And Well, and you figure out... If, check it out. If you've never played guitar, hitting one or two notes is the same as playing guitar 10 years and shredding, right? Because it's like, oh... <laughs> oh, but if you look at music, yeah. music yep. breaks down to a couple simple notes at a time. Mm -hmm. And when we put it together, it's, it's like a chorus, right? It's an ensemble. Right. So we get them all playing. And by the end, we're all playing the song together. We're all singing the song together. Right. We let them be as dark as they want in the verses, tell the story. We've had girls, like beautiful girls, 19-year-old, talking about shooting dope in their neck. It's just heart-wrenching. Sure. And then we'll twist them towards what the solution is, right. the hope in the chorus. And then the chorus is the part of the song you sing over and over. Hence, rock yeah. to recovery. Yeah, hence. <laughs> I, I love that word. And so a lot of times what would be cool is we'd write the chorus and you're singing the chorus over and over and over. And dudes would walk out of the room, you know, singing the chorus like, I ain't shooting dope no more. Mm. And then you're sending this message out. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. I love it. I think it's just the work you've done. I've always been an admirer of just you as a human being and everything that you do in helping people I, I remember how effective you were and i know that it's just expanded and gone in different directions i love um last year uh, there was this event that you all had at the avalon in hollywood that mm -hmm. i went to and i got to see actually all the, the members that were yeah i actually knew some of them already from la uh -huh. not knowing that they were in rock to recovery yeah but um, and you know like Matt Bartosh and all, he yeah. used to work with him at Solid Landing. So I've just you know just to see what I really liked the vibe that w that I got that night was that I wasn't amongst rockers that were pretentious and in their whole Hollywood mentality like uh, they're greater than you, better than you. That they, they were welcoming. It was happening. Mm -hmm. It was going on. The music was good. It was just a good vibe. But now I know that every year you guys have a special event that you do. Yeah, you got mm -hmm. one coming up next month. Next Want to month. Talk about that a little oh bit? yeah, boy, do I. Yeah. So thanks for coming, and I love you too. I've been admirer of, of Pej, uh, Pejy Poo. Um, so you came to our first ever holiday party, which was more like a dinner sit down event, right. and the Rock the Recovery Band played. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the Rock the Recovery Band is like I played in Corn and Head PE. And we have a guy who played in Snot and Seven Dust, and you know, and nice. the guy who played in Cut You Up, who was on tour with Blake One Eighty Two, wow. and. Uh, Green Day, they mm -hmm. were on MTV. Like wow. so, these guys are legit yes, players. Big, um, big names, record deals and stuff. So, um, why we do the event? We have a portion of Rock to Recovery that that is a nonprofit, so we can donate our services to state-funded or nonprofit organizations that would never um, be able to afford our services. Right. Um, you know, so 
we have a fundraiser and we started doing it a few years ago. We have it at the Fonda Theater in LA. Mm -hmm. The Fonda Theater is a beautiful theater. Um, and the first year, what we do is we honor somebody with the Rock to Recovery Award. Mm. So we want to show the world that you can be a rock star and be sober and be rad. So the first year we had Mike Ness there. And this isn't what he sounds like, but this is my my version of it. Do him. it. <laughs> yeah, so, but he's like, yeah, there would never have been a social distortion if I didn't stop <laughs> shooting dope in the 80s. <laughs> that sounds like a guy from New York. He doesn't sound like that. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I have to give a voice. I was, I was looking at some videos earlier. So I, is it last year you gave it to Corey Taylor? So last year we gave, yeah, first was year was cool. Mike Ness. Last year was Corey Taylor was for awesome the Icon Award. I was watching that earlier. I know, he starts crying. Powerful, yeah. Powerful. And then uh, the year, oh, also that last year we gave it to Wayne Kramer of MC5, which mm. was precursor to punk. They were a political rock band in the 60s so long cool. time ago so what what happens is we we make it a sober event mm -hmm. and a, and most of the people there are sober but we've had the guys from stone tumble pilots play the guys from billy idol's band play hmm. chester bennington played um, wow. our friend we lost yeah. uh mark mcgrath got on stage oh, wow. fred durst got on stage from Limp Biscuit, so mm -hmm. we've had a, a bunch of super A-list stars, but we make it sober, and what happens is people are bust in from rehabs. They mm -hmm. get to go to the show. Mm -hmm. So first of all, they're like, this is pretty legit. There's Jamie Presley on the red carpet right, right. there, and yeah. it's models and stuff, but I'm here, and I was just in rehab, and then you got, you know, whoever, Corey Taylor saying, yeah. I've been sober eight years, dude, night tour was Slipknot and Stone Sour. Yeah, yeah. What's up with you? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's the inference. <laughs> cool. and, and, Inspiring. Uh, it's a very yeah. powerful message, you know. And like, this year, who's going to be getting the award? So this year we're giving. Can you spoil it? Yeah, can we can. Spoil? Yeah, because okay. we got to tell people we got to right. get on down the show. Yeah. <laughs> this year we are honoring Moby. Oh no! Way. Yeah, yeah, and awesome. I don't know what you. I don't. I don't. I personally don't just lump him into EDM, but he's definitely an electronic guy. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely a DJ. Mm -hmm. He's a huge advocate. Very but talented. But he's been in extremely recovery. Talented. Yeah, extremely talented. Super rad dude. He's an advocate of many good things, and he's been sober a long time. Mm -hmm. he, he tells story like there's an article where he talks about you know just being wasted and having sex with somebody he didn't even know, and just like this is enough. Mm -hmm. And if you, <laughs> I can relate. Not that I've done that, but I can relate. You know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Yeah. So we honor him. We're also honoring my homie Tommy Vexed, which isn't a household name, but the story is cool. If I have about mm -hmm. thirty seconds Do it. to tell it. Tommy Vex, um, Snot was a great L.A. band. Their singer died. He filled in with Snot. He had singing. He had a band with uh, Divine Heresy playing with uh, Dino from Fear Factory. Mm. Um, also, he filled in for Ivan Moody of Five Finger Death Punch when oh. Ivan was off tour deal with his own demons. Mm -hmm. Tommy formed a band called Bad Wolves, which is like a metal band, but they also you know have really killer songs. So they decided to remake... Zombie by Cranberries, right? Okay. Zombie. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. knows that song. Yes. Right? So they send it to Dolores O'Riordan, the singer of, mm. of that song, the writer of it, just to show it to her. And she goes, ah, I love it. And they're like, wow, you love it? Okay, cool. She goes, can I sing on it with you? They're like, heck yeah, come sing it. She died the day she was Ooh. supposed to appear in oh, studio with drug overdose. So Tommy went through this uh, big thing in the band, like, is this right to even put this right. out now? And they said, yeah, you know what? We're going to put it out in homage to Dolores, and we're going to donate. I get chills telling the story. Yeah. We're going to donate the money to her family. They That's gave awesome. her family a check for $250,000 wow. 
Amazing. Just recently, the song went number one in 17 different countries. Mm. 17 different countries. It was smash on the charts everywhere. Um, and Tommy has been sober a long time. Mm. There's another part of the story. His brother tried to kill him with a crowbar and smash his skull. And, but he's made it. He stayed sober, yeah. and he's been a huge advocate helping rock stars and, and you know. He's a great guy. Good, good so we're honoring yeah. him with the service award. Um, it's just really cool, and that's a message uh, that we like to send. Yeah, so cool. it's up Saturday, September 15th. Mm-hmm. And how can people get yeah, tickets? What's the website? Really easy. You don't even probably have to write it down. It's AXS.com. So A-X-S, which I think backwards would be like that. <laughs> AXS.com. If you look for Rock 2, T-O, Recovery 3, mm-hmm. you can find it. Tickets are for sale. It will sell out. It's going fast. Oh, and another cool thing is uh, my friend, Brian Fogel, who just won an Academy Award this year mm-hmm. for his... Uh, his uh, documentary Icarus yeah. on blood doping oh, that's why. Okay, yeah. is epic. He's going to host it. So we got legit cool. people, Moby yeah. Academy Award winners, and uh, I talked to Jamie Presley. She says she's going to come down again, and I, there's going to be some babes there and some cool dudes. <laughs> Fonda Theater. Pej going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll come. Yeah, so I think if I'm you're not there, no, I'm gonna go. Yeah, hey, you guys, if Austin isn't there, I'm gonna he's do it. Kind I'm gonna of do don't it. watch <laughs> the show anymore. <laughs> All this peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. So, I mean, That's usually awesome. when on this show we, we have people that interact and ask questions, but today we were so enthused and excited about having you come on the show to talk about all that you do, because you do a lot. You, I mean, what you've talked about is, you know, not even, it's minimal compared to what I really know of how effective you are out there in the community and how many countless people that you help. Um, I, it's just been a pleasure to have you on here. The, I want you all to know that we do have another page on Facebook called Ask an Addiction Specialist. You can just type it in the top there. There's also a link at the bottom if you ever have any questions, somebody struggling, family member, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, sister, daughter, whatever. Come on there, ask a question. We always have uh, different people, you know, professionals and people that are in recovery that have have countless years of sobriety that can answer your questions. That's Ask an Addiction Specialist. Also, That's the cool. sober grind is found in many different arenas and areas. Go ahead. Yeah, any really anywhere you listen or, or watch podcasts, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube. We have a Facebook page now. You just type in um, sober grind. And sober you'll find grind. Us. You can type in sober grind on Google. You'll find us everywhere. Yes. Uh, we cool. have a we have a comment here from Hosh Jamberg. Love me some corn. Yeah. I love me some corn. Yes. I want to go eat some corn. I'm hungry. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got... Oh, and another thing is... Uh, got to send love and prayers out to uh, Jonathan Davis and his family. Mm-hmm. His uh, mm-hmm. wife, Devin Davis, uh, passed away. I haven't been oh, told no. an official uh, reason. Maybe it's out there. Um, mm-hmm. I have my suspicions, but we don't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah. But that's that's not even the issue. The thing is, uh, he's going through a tragic time. The whole yeah. corn family is affected. Um, so to Jonathan, Devin, everybody in Corn family, deep um, prayers, relatives, mm-hmm. prayer and love to them. And uh, you know, there's an answer out there, people. We love to help each other, don't we? That's love right. It. Are you yeah, sober, absolutely. dude? No, I could tell you, but not sober, <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Addictions affected everyone in my family and, and friends and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody out there. I, I, I challenge anybody to try to find somebody who hasn't been touched by addiction. 
And even if it's not in your family or some by some miracle, your high school or college, nobody died, then there's somebody that you love like an icon, like yeah. a Michael Jackson that's died. Or, or a Prince. Prince, or yeah. Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did I order the other day? Oh, oh. I can't remember what I said. <laughs> He's such a Prince fan. I oh, was... it was a raspberry parfait beret. Raspberry <laughs> oh, beret. It wasn't even raspberry. <laughs> I was just ordering something that sounded like raspberry beret, which yeah. for if you don't it know. Was it's raspberry a, parfait. It's a, it's, a, it's a Prince song. So he's like, what, raspberry beret? <laughs> he loves Prince. <laughs> if loves you don't me. know. Yeah. Now you you could be the Persian prince. I am. Persian prince. My, oh. my girlfriend actually calls me her Persian prince. Aww. And she's not even Persian. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah. We just got all mushy. Mark, Mark Simmons says, I love this. Good to see Wesley on the show today. The service is bad on my phone, so you're cutting in and out. Sorry about that. It's not your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for all tuning cool, in today. Yeah. This has been a wonderful episode of Sober Grind. I think it was like number 32. Yeah, 31 or 32. Right. Doing this we're getting for a up there. We're going we're gonna to keep going with it. Thanks, Brad. Brad you know. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I love you guys. And we'll see you next week on the Sober Grind. Over and out. See you soon.